welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast, special edition, Deliver Me a Pod. So, hi, Postables. I am your host, Cami Clements, and I have my special friend with me, and I have other special friends here with me, too. <laughs> I have a stuffed animal next to me, and all of a sudden, it sounds like I'm teaching kindergarten. <laughs> so, so, here's Casey. Hello, how is everybody doing? I have my, well, it's not mine, it's my daughter's. I took it from her. Um, I think her name's Twiggy. This is Twiggy, my owl. We're doing owls for, you know, Rita. Rita loves owl, so. We're having yeah. our owl party. Yay! <laughs> oh gosh, quarantine's getting to us. <laughs> and let's not forget Jess. Hello, everybody. I also have my owl and according to the tag her name is Owlette. original i know <laughs> pj masks for the pj masks <laughs> i know it's exactly what i thought about oh okay i didn't know if you'd heard about that <laughs> my niece used to watch this pj masks oh goodness all right well let's uh let's have our owls say bye-bye for now because i have to put mine down so you guys can keep yours up if you want, but I can't, I can't keep mine up. <laughs> All right. We are talking about a favorite episode of mine, Something Good. And it all stems from the fact that I'm a singer. So love, love, love this one. Okay. So let's dive in. We start out not in the DLO, which sometimes they start in the DLO, but most of the time it starts with the story. But we've got a very, very good female singer being watched by an admirer. And that admirer we find out is Billy. And I just, okay. When a big shot star tells you, come up and sing with me, you know, I mean, that's like that. That's like an a big Hollywood, or in our case, a big Hallmark actor saying, "Come do this scene with me," or it was yeah. uh, uh, okay. <laughs> that I mean, what what would you guys compare it to? I've I've given you two, so. I mean, I think that's a pretty good comparison. Is like if an actor is like, "Yeah, come in and do this scene with me." Especially because, yeah, he had Billy at the time, didn't, was just working there for exchange for some free studio time. He wasn't known for anything yet at that point, mm -hmm. so. Yeah, so, I agree. You guys don't have any other comparisons? Come on. <laughs> Jess, what, is that like Maya Angelou saying, come paint with me? Yeah. <laughs> More like a like a novelist being like, "Hey, let's write this book together." Oh, <laughs> <Ooh. man. laughs> All yeah. right, Casey, come on, you gotta, oh, you gotta man. Um, yeah, no, I mean that's like if I don't know. Can <laughs> we already said the ones I would have said? Music. Oh, okay. Singer, act, not really act, and have lunch. It's like if Kristen Booth came on this podcast, I would be like, "Oh, we were." <laughs> <clears throat> Promise we won't be as awkward as I am being right now. Okay. <laughs> no spitting. No spitting. No spitting. <laughs> That's so never many... happened. That's never happened. No, we've we've never had 
we've never laughed this. so hard. We, we've never, we've never laughed so hard that something came out of our mouths. <laughs> All right. So let's, let's talk about, let's talk about Billy for a second. The kid is absolutely adorable. <laughs> he is. He's very cute. I mean, he's, he's cute. He's cute. And then he's got this sweet, aw shucks boy next door kind of feel mm -hmm. he plays the guitar he sings i mean come on he writes songs <laughs> he writes he songs he writes songs and oh man that's a he way to the whole package <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's get some feelings on billy guys i mean if i were jennifer i mean i'd have a crush on him too <laughs> yeah <laughs> think i think we all would <laughs> <laughs> we can't say we blame you jen you know? <laughs> all right his name is adam demarco and it's and it's just funny to me because uh he says in the he says in the episode that his name has too many syllables to sound like a famous singer so he goes by his middle name but uh but it's funny because it's kind of a it's kind of a greek sounding name and then he's got a very italian last name in real life i just i find that i find that kind of giggle worthy <laughs> okay um so we hear this we hear the start of this beautiful song and i was i was telling just this casey the fact that there are musicians in the world who are so talented that not only can they pick up a song, but they can pick up accompaniment for a song that they've mm -hmm. never heard before and then just play the entire song sounding like they've known it all their lives. It's just, I don't know how much of a musician you are. Uh, do, you, do you play any instruments? Me? Mm -hmm. I play piano. I've played since I was five piano. I played violin starting in the fourth grade and I recently picked up the guitar, but Very not nice. like, like we for funsies, for funsies, guitars for funsies. I can, I can, I can play you a real good version of Smelly Cat from Friends. <laughs> uh, I, I would like to request that we get to hear that. Oh, I think I have a video. I'll send it to y'all. It's yes. not going to be posted in public though. <laughs> We, we have a true musician in our midst. <laughs> I do not have that talent, though. I cannot. I, I can half play by ear, but it's only the melody. I'm not very good at the whole, like, make up the left hand and the chords and no. all that jazz. Like, if it's in front of me, I can. I can totally just, like, fudge my way through a song because I've heard it. And that was, like, my parents are probably going to be so mad if they ever knew this, but like when I was a kid, I, I, I can sight read just fine, but I would always ask my teacher to play the song for me first so that I would know it. And then I would just kind of like mimic what they were doing. <laughs> I mean, I could still read the music, but my ear, my theory isn't as good as it could be. I mean, that's like 25 years of music knowledge. <laughs> So. I think almost any kid, I think almost any kid needs to hear what it sounds like first. I do that. I'm a piano teacher. 
And I, I do that for my students. I say, okay, now this is what the first little bit of it sounds like, just so you get a feel. And I encourage- Oh, no, I'd, I'd, play, go I'd ahead. play the whole thing. <laughs> the whole thing. I forgot. What did that sound like again? Oh, yeah. Okay. Remember that. I also, I also encourage them to go find it. You know, I, I say, go find this song and listen to it. Uh, my daughter is learning Who Am I from Les Miserables. And, uh, and so I'm going to show her just the song so that she can get the, because she said, it's so dramatic, mommy. And I said, oh, just wait, <laughs> darling, just wait. <laughs> so yeah, I'm a, I play the piano and I'm a piano teacher and I'm a singer. Uh, that's, a, that's the extent of my capabilities. So, uh, so Jess, what about you? What are your musical talents? <laughs> um, any musical talent that I have is very basic and very self-taught. We didn't have any instruments growing up. We never took any lessons. Uh, it just wasn't something that was in our family. And so I, I've always wanted to learn to play the piano. I have a keyboard and I've self-taught myself a little bit, but I definitely struggle with sight reading. I have to like sit there and like my little science brain is like, okay, this is, okay, yeah. And I'm just like <laughs> working through it, like very step by step and I, I, yeah, I can play a little, but, but not very much at all. <laughs> oh, but we're also all pretty good at parody lyrics. We could, we could write yes. parody lyrics, right? I can do that. I can do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. So, so yes, now you know the extent of our musical talents. <laughs> Okay, so let's uh, let's go to let's go to the DLO. We have uh, Oliver saying that it would be so much fun to go listen to a lecture about mail. <laughs> Where do I sign up? <laughs> so fun! Oh my goodness! Oh, I just you know it is really amazing to me what that man's definition of fun is. Really, I'm just like seriously, you actually find that entertaining? You know, it's just oh my goodness! Yeah. Oh my goodness! You yeah. think by now he'd know it all? <laughs> I, it's it's weird. It's weird. I I would I would attribute it or I would compare it to me watching a movie for the 500th, 500th time. You know, mail is probably a subject that Oliver never gets tired of. And <laughs> there, are, there are certain <laughs> movies that I don't get tired of. And so I would compare it to that, that he, that going to a lecture on mail is probably, is probably akin to me watching a movie for the 500th time. So fair enough. <laughs> Can never get tired of Star Wars. <laughs> the originals. The originals. <laughs> all right. So, um, all right. Then what do you guys, what did you guys think of uh, Becky? Uh, of, of Rebecca, and, uh, Becky and Shady. We love them. <laughs> <laughs> She's, I feel like she just brings out the really fun side of Shane that we don't get to see a lot of mm -hmm. and the yeah. squealing and the it's it's really funny when they first see each other <laughs> she, they got really girly like Shane got really girly because she was like you stop it <laughs> like, <laughs> I was almost kind of like Rita and Norman like Shane what? <laughs> what? 
Well, and Norman saying, I didn't know Shane had friends. Ouch! You know? <laughs> and then and then Rita, of course, Rita's answer is, oh yes, she's very sophisticated. <laughs> You don't need to be sophisticated to have friends, but then I think it was just funny that, you know, the juxtaposition of her saying she's very sophisticated and then seeing Shane act like a total teenager. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. So Casey, Jess and I are agreed that if the Hallmarky podcast, if the Hallmarkies podcast ever got to actually meet up in person, that that's how we would be, you know? <laughs> we, yeah, it would probably be that, and it'd probably be like, oh my goodness, you're taller in person than I thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay, so have you, have you guys ever had a friend like Becky that you were that close with and that knew you that well yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) i didn't know who was gonna go first casey go (laughs) we need we need to be called on by the teacher before we're allowed to speak (laughs) (sighs) yes i have had a friend like that so um my so okay I have my like my school besties from like middle school and high school childhood friends and then I have like the other category of friends which is a weird category but it's like your work bestie it's like the person you go to when things are just like falling apart at work and you can just like be like can we like have a walk and talk because I gotta talk to you and then just like fall apart or be like okay something totally hilarious totally inappropriate just happened and people will judge me so we need to go talk so um yes I do I do have a a a former work bestie she's still one of my really good friends to this day we just moved different jobs and all that she moved to a different state but our relationship is very much like um Shane and Becky like we would totally be that 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 those girls and like gossiping in the um the mailbox girl totally would be us except except I just want to say and I know we'll go there but I was I'm a paranoid person and I would totally be checking out my surroundings before delving into um my boss that I have a crush on yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll we'll go we will go there all right Jess what about you well like Shane I am a very sophisticated person so I do have friends no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> on um yeah i have i do have yeah, i have a, a few close friends i would say who know me who know me that well uh we're not that squealy <laughs> we're, we're not we're not that kind of people <laughs> but but i do know have people who know me that well what <laughs> you're squealy <laughs> one day one day i'm gonna get you to be squealy i know it <laughs> i'll take that bet <laughs> Casey's giving me a very weird look right now. <laughs> I just gave you the Aaron to Pascal look, so. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> I did say you did that. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have a couple of, I have a couple of really good friends as well. There's, um, I have a couple of friends that, uh, that I've been really good friends with since college. Um, I have some childhood friends, but we've kind of lost touch. Uh, but yeah, I have good friends from college that we, uh, 
that uh, that we still we still talk to each other and we still keep in touch. And then I have uh, some good some really good friends now. And oddly enough, some of my best friends I met online. You know, <laughs> and uh, then I have I have my I have my best friend here in town. So I have I have my town best friend, and then I have my my other best friend. So yeah, it's <laughs> I've, I've, I'm all over the place with my friends. <laughs> so okay, let's go there. Let's go to the mailbox grill. Oh gosh. <laughs> uh, um. Okay, but number one, let's let's talk about Oliver. How? awkward <laughs> i mean <laughs> you just imagine sitting there reading and then all of a sudden you hear your name and you hear all these things being said about you just, can you imagine how <laughs> awkward he felt That'd be very awkward. And, and Eric oh did a, a fantastic job with it. Cause you can like just see his, his shoulders are like stiffening and his face is like kind of scrunched up. And so he does a really nice job of like showing like, I am super uncomfortable right now. It's very like Oliver. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, he's, yeah. and to top it off, he's reading a book about how to bring back the fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best title that's the best title of any of his books <laughs> it's not shakespeare anymore it's how to bring back the fun how to bring back the fun you just stole a trivia question no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> so casey what do you think about oliver's predicament <laughs> hysterical first of all just thought it was so funny and Again, the ir irony of getting the fun back, the book, and um, him reading it because he's so stiff, and he was still stiff even when all of that happens. So I thought that was just really funny. And um, like I said, I don't know why those two ladies didn't go scoping around, <laughs> making sure that quick glance over the shoulder, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, like you know the whole, you know, you know how women do it; they get really close well, and, and they're just like. Well, well, and as, well, and especially, especially when it's a hangout for all of the coworkers in the post office. Yeah, right. You it's know, like being and, in the break room or something. Like, yes, <laughs> yeah. It's like the break room. Uh, and I, I love too, like his little conversation with Rebecca at the end. He's all like, "It would have been ungentlemanly of me to to say something or or whatnot." And I was caught in something of a quandary. You really do talk like that. Yes. <laughs> and then that chick in Paris is crazy to leave you. <laughs> I do have to say Shane was uh, Shane was very focused on Oliver. She wasn't talking that mm -hmm. much about Rita or Norman. <laughs> she was, yeah, she was totally trying to play it cool. But Becky saw right past that and called <laughs> her out really quick. <laughs> Shaney, Shaney, and Oliver's Shaney. 
you know? <laughs> I love that look on his face. I was talking to um, I was talking to a newer postable online, and I said, "Did you see that reaction?" He said, "No. Where is it?" And I said, "Here. It's right. It's right here." He said, "Oh, I gotta go back and watch that." It was it was because that is one of the best reactions that I think we see in the entire series. Because it's just <laughs> it's just classic. It's just shady <laughs> and this is the first time we hear about steve who will come back later yes yeah. indeed good old steve we also find out that becky was the one who transferred Shay. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> because of said steve because of said which is really mm-hmm. crazy to me like you transfer your friend because ha- she was in dc so halfway across the country he couldn't have you know Three quarters, a little quarters across the, yeah. <laughs> three quarters across the country. <laughs> just to, it's a pretty to, big transfer <laughs> to get yeah. away from boyfriend. <laughs> so I have a question. Yeah. Do you guys think when Oliver is hearing the conversation between um, Becky and Shane and Shane's going on about Oliver and like this very like back and forth feelings like Shane is like He's smart and he, you know, very well educated, but he's so stubborn. Like, you know how she's like covering it up with like these bad characteristics. Um, and Becky picks it up right away. She's just oh, like, yeah. girl, you know, I know that you know. Um, <laughs> do you think that Oliver, now, do you think that he kind of get, got that too? Cause like, he's not as dense as Norman. Like Norman no. would be like, Oliver is a little more perceptive, but Savvy. maybe not. Yeah. Well, what do y'all think? Especially I, considering, so he hears all that. And then it's also interesting just because the, um, the storyline about the CD, he doesn't think that it's about love. So do y'all think that he picked up that Shane Connell may have a little crush on him? I I don't think so because I think at that point he was just so like uncomfortable. He, he wasn't really going there yet, I don't think. So at he least. was uncomfortable because or because he was being talked about, not necessarily yeah. because Shane and was he's like, I'm listening to a conversation I shouldn't be listening to it. And I don't know. I mean, because she didn't I mean Rebecca could see through that because she knows Shane so well. Whereas she was giving still somewhat generic compliments, like smart and well-read. And like, those are like almost facts about Oliver in a way. It's mm-hmm. not like she said something really deeply emotional about him. Where, but, so I don't think so, but it, I mean, it, he could have. I, don't know. I, ha- I have to disagree. I, I think that maybe <gasps> he did. <gasps> I know. <laughs> um, I, think he, I think he did have an inkling. Maybe not Mm -hmm. the full extent, but I think he did have an inkling for two reasons. Number one, Shane says he loves words and Becky interrupts her and he's married, you know, and so that, you know, you don't say, you don't say he's married unless there's an attraction issue. You know, Mm -hmm. and so for that reason- Even then Becky Becky recognizes that though. Right, but but he's hearing it. 
he's he's listening to it and so if shane is going on and on about him and he loves words and he's married you know, you know now that he you, hears that now that you said that because she did say too you need to find an available offer that was my second so reason that mm-hmm. okay i forgot about that line too maybe so i'm what, on the fence what's, what's the your fence. opinion casey you know it just kind of that was a question that just kind of popped in my head as we were talking so um what's your opinion i I think that definitely towards the end of that conversation because he was he went from uncomfortable on a level of one to ten he started off at like three to like (laughs) eleven and i think he knew i think that's why he was kind of like trying to hint at shane later on like because he was like dropping all these subtle yeah, yeah. which is very on Oliver really like usually it is, he would yeah. just move on <laughs> I right. saw her later especially when Becky said I promise I won't say a word she breaks that promise later but that's neither <laughs> here nor there he's he's already trying to let her know that he's mm-hmm. been talking with her yeah so yeah. are we are we in agreement that there's a an inkling at the very least at the very least, yes. Okay. I can concede to inkling. <laughs> okay, you can concede to inkling. <laughs> Not large chance, but an inkling. Yes. You know, okay, fair enough. Okay, so let's talk let's talk about let's talk about our story. Number one, I I love the I love the flashback to him in the studio singing and playing the song, and then it cuts immediately when oliver pushes stop on the cd player and, and shane hey we were listening to that you know, you can tell that rita and shane are totally getting lost in the song and, <laughs> and um, we as the audience are too we're like what? i know we like, hey, 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 hey hey we were listening to that <laughs> and i mean jess and i were talking about this casey so what do you think that that's actually a very good song you know, oh, a lot of, a lot of times a lot of times when it's supposed to be good but written for the movie it's not mm-hmm. as good but that's actually a really good song. Oh yeah, for sure because I mean when I was listening to it the first time and Oliver like happens to just stop it I was like wait you can't just stop a song <laughs> in the middle. And first of all, you can't tell who you you know it's a female and a male voice that is not enough to find somebody. Because you know how their rule is always, I have to read up until we can identify the person. Oh, blah yeah. blah blah. Like no, 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 no. We gotta keep going. Gotta keep going. Yeah, yeah. I I agree. That was. I mean, we know that they did it for the plot because yeah. we hear it at the very very end. But yeah, there was no reason to stop it right there. And I and I just love how, you know, you're a couple of measures in and. Shane and Rita already know that the songwriter was in love. And mm-hmm. then, of course, we have the deep, unrequited, I can't tell you to your face love. And she ends up right in front of Norman. Then, then she turns around to Shane. Oh my gosh, what did I just say? <laughs> and Shane has to kind of cover and get them back on track. Hey guys, it's Cammie and Anne. With Mother's Day coming very very quickly and just fast approaching around the corner what do you get your mother for mother's day i know that 
it is always a struggle with me. My mom says, hey, I want this for Mother's Day. That kind of ruins the point. So, and we live with my mother currently. And so it's always really hard to try to get her just the perfect gift. What about you, Anne? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's your mom, it's a big and important day. And so it can be a struggle to kind of find the right thing um, for, for, for a mom. Definitely. Right. So are you looking for the perfect gift for your mom or even another loved one? Well, we've got what you need. Skylight. Nowadays, staying in touch with those we love is so much easier than it used to be. Yes. (laughs) And it's also more important than ever. And the easiest way to do it is with Skylight, a photo frame you can email photos to. How easy is that? Yeah, that's awesome. Don't have to have the right software or any of that. Just email the photos anytime from anywhere. It's a great way to feel close. So, and I live with my mom, like I said, but where are your, where's your mom? I live in Nashville, but my parents are in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, so they're not with me. So it would be really easy for me to just email some photos, you know, to the skylight frame. I sent it to my mom and then she could see, you know, what we have going on and be surprised when it comes on the screen there. Yeah. And The other thing is multiple people, because it's an email address, multiple people can send to this. You don't have to invite people to a group, which is always so annoying. Uh And it sets up effortlessly, listen to this, in under 60 seconds. Wow. And then sending it is effortless. Like we said, everyone in your family can just email photos to mom skylight and they'll pop up in her home in seconds. You can preload it with your favorite photos too. And then you can also have the emails. So now as a special holiday offer, so if you look are looking for just that right gift for mom, you can get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash hallmark and enter code hallmark. That's right. $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame, which is not a small amount of money. Just go to skylightframe.com slash hallmark and enter code hallmark. S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash hallmark. So give, give, give a mom a gift she'll enjoy and enjoy yourself. Anyway, so I mean... This is just, this is the saddest story that Billy's going back and forth between wanting to go and get the big break and Mm -hmm. not wanting to leave Jen behind, which just goes to show you how deeply he felt for her because we really get just the surface. Mm -hmm. And even when they say even when they say how much he feels for her, we really just get the very tip of the iceberg. And it just, and it's just so sad that he never made it to the party and he never made it back to Mm -hmm. Jennifer. And he was trying because he was about to do a U-turn. So what, what do you guys think of this story as a whole? Jess, what's, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's definitely, like you said, a little, a little sad. Um, 
because he doesn't get back. But what something I really appreciated too was like Jen didn't try to hold him back. She didn't try to make him feel guilty. Like she knew like mm-hmm. this is what he needed to do as a musician. Um, and she, you know, left that choice up to him instead of being trying to pressure them. I mean, they weren't really a thing yet. Like they weren't really dating or whatever. They almost kissed. I know they were. They were almost there. Um, but obviously they had a, a good friendship at the very least, mm-hmm. and she obviously didn't want him to to leave. But so I really appreciated that. Yeah, I, I think that the one thing that did strike me odd is the fact that Jennifer didn't try and find out what happened to him because like if it were me and even if it were a buddy like and I had no like romantic attraction to that person and they just didn't show up the next I would be all over google trying to find out what happened calling people (laughs) and the fact that the accident happened literally like right down the street at least it seemed like it was right down the street because the party was what a few blocks down the road right We don't we don't know exactly where the party was. I think they said I, it was just a f- few blocks down. No, the hotel. studio. The studio was a few blocks away from the Mile High Stadium is what they oh, said. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. But still, I don't know. I would I would try and look for them. That just kind of struck me a little odd, but maybe she was it would hurt too much. So I kind of get that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then an entire year an entire year goes by without any word and with her thinking that he's just left. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, oh, that that just rips at my heartstrings right there. <laughs> um, so, and then we find out that his motorcycle's been in, his, his motorcycle has been in the accident and that he has lost his memory. And... I found this really fun timing because we were just talking about in the, in the, when calls the Hallmarkies heart to heart, we were talking about how Lee getting upset and emotional Mm -hmm. was kind of an after effect of a head injury. And they said it in here that his emotional, the healing process and so I just went oh man we're talking about this twice in one week (laughs) (laughs) I do I have to say one thing about this though it's been a year there is no reason he should be in the hospital still he has no physical problems he lost his memory but he has a family to take care of him who's there and like there's there's not really anything we can do like he knows who he is like his name and stuff like he shouldn't be like staying at the hospital. Maybe some like outpatient stuff because that's one heck of a medical bill. A year, yeah, staying in the hospital—that's that's that's, <laughs> that's not a thing. <laughs> I was like, whoa, that's really weird because he's perfectly well, fine. He's he perfectly wasn't cognizant. The, he wasn't in the hospital. He was in a rehab center. It was, I so, thought it was the hospital. No, it was in the rehab. So. Yeah, he was he was in rehab. I'm pretty certain. No, I thought it was a hospital. Yeah, or if it was yeah. rehab, like you wouldn't be living like, in a rehab unless you like. It would be outpatient because because they mm. said that she when she looks for the medical records, she says that he's never he was left admitted the at the hospital and he's not never been left. discharged and never left. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you guys are right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but, that was a little like okay, but. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, he's he's fine. Like, he just can't remember some things, but that's not really something they would treat him for there. Yeah, I mean, definitely 
it would be more therapy outpatient type stuff. Oh. Anyway, just something I, I noticed and I'm like, eh, wouldn't want to pay that bill if you've been there for a whole year. That's that's a that's a lot of hopeful insurance, you know. <laughs> yeah. He's a he's a musician that he's a, never yeah. really became a musician, so I don't think he has insurance. Well, he's about to be able to pay all that money back, so he'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, but yeah, just very, I always think that when amnesia is done right, it can be very powerful and very effective, Mm -hmm. especially when there are people around who know the person, but they don't know them back. And it just is so, it, it's so sad, but it's also very hopeful. You're gunning for them to remember. You're gunning for the, the people around them to help them regain their memory. Mm-hmm. And it's just, that's what this storyline did for me. It was very, very real. It was very, very hopeful. And it left me it left me so sad that they showed all of those sweet and tender moments and how wonderful he was to Jen and cuz that was an that that was a very easy chemistry that i i thought it it just it was so easy going but it was very magnetic and very mm-hmm. there you know you could tell that these two were very very attracted to each other there was nothing fake about their chemistry and so you you see all of these sweet and beautiful moments with them and then he doesn't know who she is and it's just oh i saw i saw a uh, a movie a while back with uh, Colin Egglesfield, I can't remember the name of it, but he was a husband who went off to war. They were newlyweds. They were so in love. It was, I mean, it was crazy how in love with each other they were. And he didn't know her and it just was heart-wrenching. And so that, it wasn't to this, to that same degree, of course, but that's kind of how I felt here. It's, you see all of those sweet, beautiful moments where their relationship was right on the cusp of blossoming and then he doesn't know her. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, there is music. So, okay, I want to know, I want to know you guys' opinion. I fully believe that music is powerful to the memory. I mean, there are so many times when I'm in the middle of playing a song that I happen to have memorized and don't, don't get all impressed because I think there's two. You know? <laughs> so I, I remember uh, so many times being in the middle of Fur Elise, that's my favorite one to play, and my hands just take over. My, my hands just take over and I stop paying attention to, I stop paying attention to what I'm playing and then I bring my attention back and, oh crud, where was I? You know, and I have to back up and get back into it and then my memory takes over again. So, and you know, and then there are those songs that immediately take you back to a memory and, and there are those experiences that you never forget because there was a song involved. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, I've I've listened to at least three seminars on the power of music. So what what do you guys think? Do you think that he could have regained I mean obviously his memory wasn't completely back, but anything anything involving Jen and the song came back. So what do you think? Do you think that that would be possible? Casey, what do you think? Oh, I do. I, I've had that moment of like playing a song that I've played a hundred million times and then haven't played it since a child. Like for Elise is one. Um, I mean, I, when I play it now, it's very rusty. I don't have a piano to practice on, but when I do sit down and I do play it, just, it kind of, it just kind of muscle memory takes over and it comes back. And I think for, for Billy being handed the guitar and like, obviously his ear is still very good. He's a musician. So, and right. he did hear the first couple, like what measures when Shane and Oliver played it to him the first yeah. time. And he told him to stop, um, you know, holding the guitar, having heard it and having that memory and musical ability and then playing it. Cause at first he was kind of stumbling a little bit. And then once which I really it, appreciated, it. I really yeah. appreciated that he was kind of, strumming and playing a couple of chords and no that doesn't sound right and yeah mm -hmm. I, I I very much appreciated that and I, I think that his muscle memory took over first which helped his like memory of you know the, the song and Jennifer and all of that and I it is a very powerful tool I mean mm -hmm. music just tends to have that way with people I mean Look at us when we reacted to when Shane and Oliver were dancing in the studio, not the studio, the DLO. I mean, that song, because of like the, the, the music and the lyrics and that moment, it just brings you to a place where, I mean, it's just, woo. We can't, hear, we can't hear that song now without thinking of yeah. Shane and Oliver. Yeah. And it's same. It's the same with spoiler for people who haven't seen the whole canon yet. But the song where they're in the chapel, um, what is it? It's just, it, it's and so it goes too. It is okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's just without the words. Yes. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But that song also makes me like without the words is even like worse because that song is very emotional for me. <laughs> Anyways, what do you think, Jess? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I completely agree because, you know, music, you know, or songs in general, you know, we tend to, to make those psychological and uh, emotional connections to, to the music that we hear. And, and especially because this wasn't some random song he heard on the radio. This is something he wrote, he composed for a very specific purpose of playing it for her. And so, of course, I think it makes absolute sense. It's going to jog his memory. Like those are the words yeah. he wrote for her. And it probably took a long time, you know, mm -hmm. of perfecting it. And it's something that he really kind of put himself into. And so, yeah, I think it absolutely makes sense that it would trigger that, that memory for him. And especially seeing and holding his guitar too. Like even just mm -hmm. having Daisy as he named his guitar back in, in his hands would also kind of help trigger those, those memories of being in the studio and stuff. I, yeah, I didn't think about that. Actually holding the guitar. It, yeah, that definitely. Um, once again, I blame time because I think it was a little quick. But on the other hand, you know, 
there's only so much time that we have in, in the end of the episode. But I will say that I will say that everybody around him and uh, and Billy himself, they uh, everybody reacted really well because we we already said that he kind of was he w- that he was you know strumming and kind of fingering and trying to figure it out and he started really really hesitantly and then he gained momentum and then he had this huge smile and kind of a almost a relieved tone in his voice while he was singing i i was very very moved by that performance because he did so well with it and then with everybody watching i you know it they all had very appropriate reactions so even though it might be a little far-fetched that it was that quick and that, you know, they didn't get to spend as much time as they could have. It was still a very, very believable performance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I really, really appreciated that because it could have been skipped over and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love how he did play the whole song and when she, he stopped. I know, we finally she was get- like, yeah, and she's like, please continue. I was like, yay! (laughs) So yeah, since Oliver cut us off the first time. (laughs) And then we finally get to see Billy and Jen share that kiss that they tried to share a year ago. It's oh, it's a it's a great it's a great feeling of triumph. It's a great feeling of bittersweetness and just so so many emotions rolled into mm-hmm. one and now we have to we have to just say right here a girl keeps a guy's guitar in a cabinet <laughs> and all of a sudden they're in love and we just go duh oliver <laughs> <laughs> and not only that she remembered the exact date I, I just, I love how Shane had to spell it all out for him. Yep. She, and she kept didn't, it polished for him. She kept it polished. She remembered the date. She keeps it in the cabinet in a place of honor. Yeah, yeah. Oliver, oh, bless his heart in the most southern <laughs> way possible. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh. By the way, by the way, Adam DeMarco, if you're listening, happy belated birthday. It was his birthday on the 14th. So happy birthday, Adam. Happy birthday. We love we love watching you and we want you in more Hallmark stuff because you're great to watch. You're lots of fun. And you should <laughs> sing more music for us because we Please. really enjoyed that. <laughs> Please. I wonder, do you know, Kimmy, did, um, were you, I was assuming you were reading something. Is he actually a singer like this? I actually do not know. I don't know if he was a singer or not. So Adam, please tell us. I mean, I'm assuming he's got some really great talent because mm-hmm. it looked, I mean, it's it's hard to fake chords on a guitar. And oh, yeah. his fingers were pretty good. His fingers had pretty good form on the guitar. It did not look like he was faking it. Obviously, you can dub it, but the fingers were very, very good. So if he's not a musician, then he studied very well for that role. So either way, Mm -hmm. good job, Adam. (laughs) All right, ladies. Are you ready for my trivia? Yes. (laughs) Let's go. 
Got this. It's on. <laughs> what color are the playing cards that they are playing Go Fish with? Blue and green? Oh, I was no. going to say, I think I was going to say blue. <laughs> they are all green. Oh. They are all green. Yes. All green. <laughs> Half a point for Casey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. What was the lost item that was sitting right next to the CD? on the table because Rita laid everything out and Shane played with it and then set it down and it was right next to the CD when Oliver picked up the CD. A floppy disk? No, it was something bigger. I can kind of picture it but I don't remember what it was. Was it like it was like like the size of a big flashlight like one of those ones you carry. It was like I don't know. I'm probably way off. It was a doll. It was a doll. That was the right oh. size. A, I do remember the doll now, though. <laughs> yeah, she she picks up the doll and messes with the hair and then puts it down. Okay. How old was Billy when he got in the accident? Twenty-four. Twenty-six. No, <laughs> Casey. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want one more? Yes. Okay. <laughs> what is Billy's sister's name? Oh, shit. It's, um, Anna. I don't know. It's... Oh, man. Are we watching the same episode? Yes. <laughs> I always remember the facts you don't ask me. You know what I memorized? What did where, you memorize? I memorized where Becky threatened to transfer Shane. I almost asked Seattle. that too. Which was Seattle. <laughs> Seattle. I almost asked that too. <laughs> you don't ask me the right questions. I sorry. I'm okay, sorry. sister's name. Uh, I don't know. Sister's name. Laura. I'm not telling you what it starts with. <laughs> yeah, no. I need it. Give us a hint. Okay, fine. It starts with a K. <laughs> Katie? No. Kelly? Kelly. Oh. I just pulled that one out of. Where's my <laughs> cone of shame? Where's my cone of shame? I need to get one. Just get one of those dog cones. Okay. 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 Last chance. Last chance. Okay. What's the agent's name? She writes it on this. Linda Hawkins writes it on the CD and to send the CD to him. What's the, what's the agent's name? I can LJ? picture it. What'd you say, Casey? L was it LJ or? No, else? that's LH for Linda Hawkins, but it was who's oh, just saying it too. Yeah. Would have been. Can I have the letter it starts? <laughs> no. <laughs> John? No. Does it start with an A? No. B? No. <laughs> C? <laughs> RJ. Oh, RJ. RJ. It's like initials. RJ, play this now. Yes. It's a hit. This kid's a star. From LH. <laughs> LH. <laughs> <sighs> and once again, I, I failed trivia. 
every time I say I'm going to redeem myself and that has yet to happen. Okay. 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 You've got to get this one. Okay. Watch me you've got, Okay. You've got, you've got to get this one. Okay. Cause we forgot to mention that here's the first time we meet Surge. We meet, we meet Surge and hook and hook tardy. Here I am. The one calls the heart. Uh, the one calls the heart connection is Surge. He was the he was in season four with the the tonic the fake doctor trying to sell the tonic and mm -hmm. carson carson steals his wagon and hides it in the woods and then they get put in the jail cell together to try to solve the problem Do, yeah yes well surge surge is that that, that fake doctor so that oh, so what interesting. so what is what is the pickup line that Serge actually says because he's you know whispering to Norman. So when Serge says this, Norman says, "I think he likes you." <laughs> so, so what did what did Serge say to Shane that led Norman to believe that that he thinks that Serge likes Shane? Oh, come on. I really thought you guys would get this one. I don't remember that, but I, I, re I remember that the thing he was selling went for $50. I don't remember yeah, the, that. The chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I remember. I don't oh, pick up um, I, I remember laughing at it. Like, <laughs> I, I don't remember. My brain is, my I brain is at capacity. two hours ago. <laughs> Yes, you did. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. <laughs> I recently had my apartment fumigated. Oh, yeah. Yes, that's and, right. Okay, uh, I think we better stop now. So, <laughs> Jess, where can people find you? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at blog, or you can check out my website, beneathstillwaters.com. Casey? You can find me at Hallmark My Words on Twitter. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cami Drama Girl. On Facebook, it's the Hook Tardy Facebook page. And my blog is hooktardy.com. You can also follow this pod on Twitter at Deliver Me a Pod. And uh, in Instagram, Casey, or just Twitter? Just Twitter. Just Twitter, right still new at this <laughs> and you can and you can follow the hallmarkies podcast all over social media hallmarkies pod or hallmarkies podcast if you're listening on itunes please leave us your ratings and reviews and if you're watching youtube which is very entertaining <laughs> please give us a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel <clears throat> and don't forget to check out our merch store we've got tons of postable hardy hallmarky chessy all kinds of stuff inspired art and Casey's really gone to town on it. So yes. So that isn't, isn't there one that says love me like Oliver loves Shane. There is. And yes. One I thought says, love me like Norman loves Rita. Yeah. Love me like Norman loves Rita. So who wouldn't want that? Right. <laughs> so go and check it out and we will see all of you next week for the dark of night. Dun dun dun. dun dun dun. Bye, everybody. Yes, let's get our owls to say bye bye. bye. bye.